Hello again, and welcome back to the Becoming Unleashed show, where we are so passionate about helping founder CEOs get free from the day-to-day so they can focus on growth as CEO. And we believe that when entrepreneurs are empowered to get free from the day-to-day, they go and build a brighter future in the world's best workplaces. And we want to empower you to do that in about 20 minutes every week. Now, in today's episode, I'm excited to talk with my friend Anatoly, who I recently met, who has some very impactful ideas on how to motivate and manage an entrepreneurial team. He's built a fairly large entrepreneurial team very quickly, and they have a really, really unique culture as well as incredible results with their business. So tune in, listen up, and I'm sure you're gonna walk away with some great takeaways on how to better motivate and manage your entrepreneurial team. Hello again, friends, and welcome back to the Becoming Unleashed show. I am here today with my fellow entrepreneur, Anatoly Levinsky. Uh, Anatoly is the owner and CEO of Ukraine-based digital agency, uh, Golden Stream Media. Uh, They are experts in paid media and uh, also experts in Shopify as well. And Anatoly has just built an incredible, very large team in been able to do that remotely as well, which I think is a huge, huge deal for a lot of business owners who are trying to figure out how to do the same thing in the new climate we're, we're operating in. So Anatoly, really glad to have you here. I know you're such an expert in sales, business development, digital marketing, as well as motivating and managing teams, which is really what we're here to talk about today. So welcome to the show. Really glad to have you here. Awesome. Hi to everyone. Richard, it's really a big pleasure to be here with you. And thanks for such a warm welcome and introduction. It really means a lot for me. And here, I hope that I'm going to be sharing some really good, valuable information that's to people out there who are going to be listening to us and watching us or would be implementing at least couple of things from all the speech because I understand a lot of information will come to the brain and people usually forget 90%. But at least 10% of what I'm going to be sharing, if it would be valuable to someone, I'm going to be super proud of myself, of my team, that someone else could just modulate and make it similar. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So excited too from my seat. Now, anybody listening, if you couldn't guess, you have, at least from our side, a bit of an accent. Uh, <laughs> you would say we have the accent, but were, were you born and raised in, in Ukraine? Yeah. So basically I'm from Ukraine and uh, in age of 22, I left Ukraine because of like, I, I was in debt because of the education and mm. I had uh, to help my mother with the mortgage for our house. So I just left Ukraine and went to Dubai and start working there with no English, nothing. I mean, I, I went there with like no skills at all. I just by somehow got interview in one restaurant and became there as a food runner. I was cleaning the tables, taking out the dirty plates, bringing it to the washing area. So <laughs> that's my beginning, I mean, of whole my journey. I mean, it was in Dubai uh, back in 2013. And by 2017, I, during all this journey, I got uh, a wife from Ukraine as well, and she informed me that she's going to be pregnant. Uh, she, sorry, she informed me that she's pregnant. And that was the... I was going to say, if she informed you in advance, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's my <laughs> That could be, that could be. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, that was the February when she said that she's pregnant. And it was like the day which has changed everything in my life mm-hmm. because we were in deep, shitty situation. Even after four years in Dubai, three and a half years at the moment in financial bad situation. So, like, I promised to myself that my, my son would come to this world 
that more monetary know that will be some but uh, i promise to myself that things will be changed because he shouldn't grow in the same environment in the same financial uh, problems like me uh, when he come in this world and this is exactly what was the biggest motivation to start so basically in 22 i, I left ukraine in 26 27 i came back to my wife, to my son, because I was uh, sending her in Ukraine to deliver the baby. And after, and during that time when she was in Ukraine, one year in Dubai alone, I was staying in the apartments with seven other people, just renting the bed space, just to save money and learning e-commerce. I mean, in short, in short, my journey was about five different jobs in Dubai, waiter, sales manager during the day, waiter in the evening, uh, supervisor uh, for the servicing people on the private villas, uh, video shooting, photo shooting for Bollywood movies, for the Emirates uh, promotions, and a lot of other things. Just whatever, whatever people were ready to pay, I was there. Like I was sleeping sometimes, two times I was sleeping like 40 minutes a day. It happened. It was a hard year, but I was saving, testing out several things, failed again and again and again and again there's long story to explain but this call is not about that just like in general several fails made me believe in myself and i just decided to move forward found the mentor and this is where all the success begin and all the new fails came <laughs> as well wow and i think that story represents so well what most of the entrepreneurs i respect that what they share with you in their story which is that it wasn't easy. And I think for many people who are listening, who are kind of going through it right now in their business, it's, it's first of all, good to just know you're not alone, right? Every entrepreneur has a story of struggle. And I think, you know, I was just even reflecting on, uh, you know, life the other day, waxing a little philosophical, if you will. And I was thinking about, you know, how unpleasant of an experience life is if your goal is comfort, but how amazing life is uh, and experiences if you see it as the battleground that will develop you into the warrior uh, that you're called to be if you see it as the the struggle and the test that will develop you into the person that you know you have the potential to be and um i just salute you man for for walking through that battleground and to some extent still walking through that battleground to become the best entrepreneur and leader you can be which which is a great segue into today's topic right where we're going to talk about as a leader, as a founder CEO, how do you motivate and manage an entrepreneurial team? We know this, right? We know that there's a lot happening in an entrepreneurial company and there's a lot that has to happen to make it function and operate at its peak. Um, and a lot of that has to do with your people, right? There's been a lot of research studies and books written on how to motivate, how to manage but I still find all the time, my, I find myself talking to entrepreneurs who are like, and I just feel like I can't get my team motivated and I don't know what I need to do to manage them to get the results that I'm looking for. So let's dig into that a little bit today. From your perspective, Anatoly, what would you say is one of the biggest mistakes that you've made and that you also see entrepreneurs make when it comes to motivating or managing their team? Oh, uh, it's actually a great first question because it's directly exactly about the pain of the entrepreneurs in general before i will share really biggest mistakes in my opinion in my journey i would just add it uh, to what you were just saying before that all entrepreneurs really going from own struggle and all failed and only what's making the difference between the real entrepreneurs and people who just given a try give it a shot it just people like us 
they just deciding to do that and if they don't see any other way that it's going to be not possible to do even if it's there is no chances that is going to be any chance to success they still going to do it that and it doesn't matter how hard how difficult it is and this is what makes the difference between people who are giving a shot and people who are directly saying i'm going to do that and this is what's happened to me after several failed so many people who were next to me on the mastermind or so somewhere else people were quitting in a couple of years i was texting them they were working somewhere or they were doing something else completely crypto whatever but like it shows me that people are really like not able to be calm in the stress to deal with mm-hmm. the difficult situations it's just like additional my insight uh, in, in, in the, about uh, guys who just started out there, like you have to understand, are you ready to do the risks? Mm-hmm. The number one thing, it is the risks mm-hmm. you're going to be dealing with every single day as an entrepreneur, especially in the beginning, mm-hmm. especially. And resiliency was, was what you're talking about, resiliency. And I think more and more, I, 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 I respect less and less as I grow older people who start things and respect more and more people who finish them and see them through, right? And I think mental toughness and resiliency can't be overvalued in entrepreneurship. And you only do that by getting reps, which is failing, picking yourself up, learning from it, and then exactly. continuing to push forward. And I think that actually plays into the question I just asked, right? But, but I, I just want to make a note here that you know your team will never rise above the level of commitment that you set. So you know, sometimes I talk to entrepreneurs who they question the motivation of their team. And when I look at them, they're not all that motivated. And I know that that's maybe a harsh kick in the pants to, to some people listening, but it's like, you look at their motivation levels, you look at the standard they're setting in their own company. And it's no wonder that their people aren't exceeding the standard that they've set. So all that to say, back to my question to you about what are the most common mistakes you've seen? Maybe that's one of them, but what are the most common mistakes you've seen or experienced yourself when it comes to motivating your team? So uh, yes, regarding the team and uh, the top mistakes, I would say the two things which has been really uh, made me a problem to scale the company earlier than I have been done. The first thing, I, I was scared to give my teams some kind of responsibilities which is going to be on their hands and they're going to mm-hmm. be responsible for the project not me because i was mm-hmm. always I, i'm i'm in charge i'm in charge i'm giving tasks he's doing i'm just double check and i'm in charge it's on my shoulders so the number one thing what has been changed when i give i found out the right person in the team let's say that moment it mm-hmm. was four uh, if we're speaking about sales team it was four people in sales team i found out the top guy i offered him a manager position which is was for me completely difficult to do. And I motivate him, listen, this is the position which you're going to be controlling the team. You can grow as a professional salesperson. And by that being said, you're going to be making more money. And at the same time, you're going to be uh, having higher skills than ever before. And he agreed. And that was the game changer because I became free from what I was really in charge for. Now I have a person who I have to deal only with one instead of four people. And the delegation of the responsibilities, this is the number one thing, which is uh, was the mistake for me that I haven't been done for two years having a team. And my team was only one employer uh, for over a year. It was only one media buyer. When I start my agency, at the same time, it was uh, mentorship and a couple of clients in the agency. And I was scared. I wasn't thinking that it's it's necessary. The another mistake is I wasn't hiring people. 
I, I was thinking it's like its salaries, its expenses. I'm not making enough, which is I was making actually enough to hire people. And I was really just my mind was thinking so small that I wasn't really understanding how important if you want to jump in the next level, how important it is to build a team. So it was the first mistake. Second mistake is delegate the responsibilities between the heads of the departments, which is after that I create a media buyer manager because I was in every single chat with every single client and our clients start coming in again and again. And it's, it was COVID 2020 when we start scaling. There was such a huge boom and I was understanding that I'm not able to manage that. So when I create the media buyer department uh, and a manager there, we start hiring media buyers from my students, from some guys with good knowledge. And I just give it to one of the guys who was staying with me for a year. Listen, would you like to be a manager for media buying? And this is where as well, I became out of the chats. I was just on analytics on the management uh, calls and giving them feedbacks, what we have to do with that account or this account. But in general, it started giving me uh, giving me possibilities to, to start grow as a CEO of the company, which is that moment I didn't know how does it mean to be a CEO? What does it mean? What kind of responsibilities are there? So it was a second mistake because it takes too long for me. And the third thing, which is in my opinion, is uh, the biggest mistake in general when entrepreneurs are not or like CEO or just like company owners are not sharing their goals with their team and not mm. asking them questions what actually team wants what's their mm. goals because it happened actually after seven months when we start scaling we already had like 19 people in the team or yeah 12 media buyers yeah around 19 people in that moment and it was after seven months since we start scaling i first time decided to ask actually it was the suggestion of one of my friends like listen have you asked your team like, what do you mean? Like, why should I ask my team what, like, if we have a goal and we are, and I was already sharing that goal and I was, and in my mind, it was that my goal, it's goal for everyone. But at mm -hmm. the end, the number one thing it's supposed to be asked, what's the goals of your guys? What mm -hmm. they are want from life? What's their suitable financial situation in life? What's their suitable lifestyle? And when I found it out, it opened to me eyes. First of all, it wasn't a big difference from what I was expecting. But secondly, I opened eyes on some deep, deep feelings of my team, which has helped them to be more engaged and help them understanding that this company worth something to work with to help scale it because of the their personal goals will be achieved by achieving the company goals. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is how I was telling to my team from See, that moment. That's so yeah. key that you just hit on there. And I just want to recap a couple of the principles you said, because they're so important when it comes to motivating and managing, right? You, you laid out three big things that I heard. The first one was actually empowering people, empowering your team, not just handing them tasks. Number two is structure, the importance of structure to actually motivate and manage your team. And then three is giving them clear goals and finding out what their goals are. And I'm going to start with the last one because it's most fresh in my mind. I think most leaders and founder CEOs, I don't want to say that we're inherently selfish, but we started a company with our vision, right? Exactly. Yeah. Us. Okay. So I know some of us are very altruistic. Some of us are very, very money driven. Okay. So there's a spectrum here, but wherever you fall on that spectrum, it is still so easy to get lost in 
you know, uh, as an old mentor of mine used to say, we're all tuned in to WIIFM, right? What's in it for me? The challenge is as a leader, you can't be tuned into that, that radio frequency. You have to be tuned in to what is your team what do they care about? What's in it for them? And then being able to not only cast a compelling vision of where we're going and what the goals are, but then solicit your team to go, how are we going to make that happen? Because if they build the plan, they will own the plan and they'll execute the plan. If you dictate the plan to them, they will fight you subconsciously on it. It's, it's based on the basic human need that we all have for independence and autonomy. And so as a leader, another thing that I think is so key here is setting the goals for the company, clearly connecting them to your people's goals and how helping the company achieve its goals will help them achieve their goals. And then allowing them uh, with your adult supervision to build the plan and challenging them to build the plan to actually achieve those goals. Man, at the end of that, you have somebody who has a clear goal, knows how it will help them, and they've designed the plan to actually get there. In most cases, if you have a good person, they will execute. They will be very motivated. Another thing, man, is structure. Most people miss as an entrepreneurial company, they far undervalue how much time and energy needs to be taken to think about what the right structure for your company is and what all the right hats are. And then, like we just said, I think entrepreneurs are great at dumping tasks on people and then still being a control freak who kind of oversees everything. We've got to get good at truly delegating and empowering people, which comes back to the the goals and, and the other things we talked about. So tons of good gold in there. What One of the things you said earlier that you hinted at at the end, Anatoly, is like treating your team like family. And I've heard literally all across the spectrum. I used to come from that camp. I've heard the CEO from Netflix say, a business is not a family. Don't say that. And I've heard <laughs> other people say, no, a team is a family. You know, we're, we're all just in, we're all in this together, high school musical style. You know, like how do you reconcile having the right culture here and making your people feel like they belong and included while also being able to still hold them accountable and run a business, not a nonprofit? Uh, actually, that's a, a wonderful question because I have sometimes really hard conversation with one of my mentors who are t- who usually telling it his way. It's like let's say Grand Cardon way, which is like fighting, 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 hiring, hiring, and fighting every single day, every, every single month. You have to fire, so other people will be always awake and gonna be dealing with the in the stress with the results and. I agree in the business, in the corporations, and actually that's as well correct way because hiring on time, it's another thing, which is I would call as well as a mistake in the past. But to build this kind of in my end, like we, as you already mentioned, we are on remote. So we are on remote, like right now it's over 42 people on the board. And before, like one month ago, we were 49. We just cut a bit the team because we find out a couple of people who were not really doing what they're supposed to. But in general, 42 people on the team and everyone on remote. And my company and my business and actually everything in my life was built always on the trust only. Only on the on the trust. If I trust person, if I feel that that person I can work with, I can find out amazing media buyer. Like he's gonna be really like a bad person, bad mentally person. I won't be starting working with him, even if I will. I am able to make extra seven figures with him. I understand I'm gonna be losing, but in the same time, it will make the poison for the culture of the company. So mm-hmm. that is why, like, uh, by working on the remote. The number one thing as well, what I was telling to my team and keep going, saying them, use our, our name of the company is Golden Stream Media. Use Golden Stream Media 
as a tool to achieve your own results, to achieve your own goals. So all of us are here, me, you guys are here, and we have a company which we can use as a tool. You are achieving your results, it means company growing. If company is growing, it means I'm achieving my results. If we're achieving results mm -hmm. not good enough, it means I miss something and I'll help you out to, uh, to push forward where you missed your results to achieve uh, your goals. Mm -hmm. And that will bring us to the goal number one. So we just every single year at the beginning of the year in January, I'm just collecting the goals for the year of my team, of my mm -hmm. top players and asking them, what's the goal? I want to see that on the paper, write it down. Seriously, this is something what as well was game changer for me in the beginning of 2021, when I decided to ask them on write it on the paper. Write for me on the paper, what's your goal? What's your income? Combine your income from the past year, what you want to make this year, how you want to achieve that, what's gonna be uh, it looks like. And it was uncomfortable for them because why I should, I, I'm going deep in their mind and deep in their soul. Mm -hmm. like, but that's what as well makes uh, them feel that I'm care. I'm care about them. I care about what's going to be happening with them during the year and about especially about their income. Because if, as I see that income is too small, the goal of income, I start calculating for them and make them the math that, listen, this is what it's had to be on the paper. Like he, he wrote it, let's say he made 80K last year. He wrote it 120. I said, come on, if you make a 120, wrote 120, you're going to make 50. It's supposed to be X, Y, Z, and he wrote 240, and he achieved 180 at the end of the year, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and that's exactly like uh, how uh, I was building this kind of feeling about the family, as you mentioned, or it's supposed to be business is business. It's just when you're showing people that you really care about them, not you trying mm -hmm. to be, play a good boss or a good person, because in our company, we don't have a boss. We don't have someone like a director or whatever. We have a leaders. It's true. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm a leader of my guys because I have visionary and I'm helping them uh, by sharing my visionary. They giving me points about if they agree, if they don't agree, what it could be improved. And after that, we just delegated between the different departments to implement it and see if it's going to work and see if it's going to be implementable. And even like structure, as we discussed, I had a lunch with one of my guys. Everything is on remote once in, let's say, four months. I have a chance to speak with some of my guys face to face. And we had a lunch and we just built a structure on the piece of paper all to, together with him as head of media buying, how the team is going to be look like. And from that moment, everything is became so smooth and people are self having, because of that, people have self-discipline for themselves. Mm. So if they know that with the company, they achieve their own results and we're going to be doing whatever it takes to help them out to achieve that means they're going to be focusing on self-discipline to make it work. Otherwise, they, some people, it, of course, some people were like lazy. They just don't want to do anything. Nobody controlling them. They're doing minimum just to keep work going. But obviously, we're feeling that. We're seeing that on the numbers. And those people are leaving the company and everyone just waking up and keep pushing from their end. And because of that, to be honest, we don't have that uh, big common in uh, fluctuation in the team completely mm -hmm. we have so many people who start from first year until now so many people mm -hmm. so many people who start from second year until now and nobody like leaving or we are not firing we're firing time to time just because of the numbers of personality that's it mm. there's so much in there that i love about you know when you think about the team as a family 
it re- what it really means and what it really comes down to is caring for your people as a leader. And if you're a good leader who actually cares for your people, it will feel like a family, but also still means you can have accountability as a leader. You can you can still run a business that has to hit numbers, that has to perform um, while still making people feel cared for. Um, and hey, if they're not a right sit on the bus, the best thing you can do for them to care for them is help them find the right place to be. So as we uh, start to come to a close, Anatoly, we're running out of time. I wanted to ask you two things. One is, if somebody was interested in learning more from you or learning about you, how could they find you online? Uh, yes. So in Instagram, most of the time in Instagram, it's Ecom by Anatoly, Instagram, and Golden Stream Media, Golden Stream Team. It's our company pages. And my YouTube channel, which is we are growing right now and making a professional production there, it is Anatoly Wabinski. So my name, surname, and there is a lot of valuable uh, information we're sharing about the e-commerce. So guys can watch it and there is as well motivation stuff. And yeah, so like this, this is the main places where I'm usually online. Love that. Well, thanks so much for being a part of today's show, Anatoly. I know I appreciated your insight on this topic. And um, for those of you listening, go take what you applied today. Go take what you learned today and apply it um, to better motivate and manage your team. Cheers. And that's a wrap. I hope that episode helped you, inspired you, and gave you some actionable insights and tips to better motivate and manage your team. Now, as we say here every time, we are so passionate about founder CEOs getting free from the day to day. And if this contact impacts you, I wanna encourage you to go and share it with other entrepreneurs in your network. You can do that on social media. You can also help us get this content out more effectively by leaving a review or liking and subscribing on whatever platform you are viewing on. That would mean the world to me. And oftentimes if we see you post or share this on social media, we'll get to start a conversation with you as well as a thank you and possibly reshare your post. So go ahead and do that now. And thanks again for watching this week's episode of the Becoming Unleashed podcast.